Welcome to the Lotus Life Podcast. My name is Kim Fisher. I'm a mindset and manifesting coach, showing women like you how to find, refine, and sustain the life of their dreams in order to create a life of productivity, achievement, and happiness. I'm so thankful you're here. This podcast serves as a portal to usher us all forward into the highest expression our soul desires. Let's go get it. Hello, you guys. Welcome. It's so good to be with you today. Today's podcast is really focused on something I see women struggle a lot with and people in general to struggle a lot with. Heck, it's something I used to struggle with a lot, and that is losing momentum. Momentum, first and foremost, is so important to build and sustain. Momentum is what gets us up out of bed in the morning. Momentum is that spiritual feeling of I know who I am and what my purpose is and why I'm here. Momentum can also literally be you grabbing that pen and checking things off of your to-do list or what I call your to-da list. Momentum can also be you pivoting through life. Some people just get really stuck on, man, this is the way it was supposed to go down and it didn't. So I have momentum, therefore you're able to actually pivot and course correct faster than most. So those are all the valuable characteristics of having momentum. So why do we let it drop? And we do let it drop. I'm coming in hot with that truth right here. It is a responsibility you have to build your reserves to say no, to say yes to certain things, and to actually cultivate momentum. Momentum, like a wave in the ocean, is built, right? We always say that momentum is built. We got to build your momentum. So momentum is not just going to spring up out of anywhere. I think when we think of momentum in that springing, like, wow, like I suddenly got a jolt of energy, that's actually inspiration and excitement. Momentum is you taking action out of or from that excitement. Does that make sense? So it is very critical that you as a spirited, joyful, entrepreneurial woman really understands what is leaking your energy, what could possibly be robbing you from maintaining action on your inspiration, action on your dreams and goals, or aka momentum, okay? So I'm going to be with you today and give you my top five reasons. You're probably losing momentum, so listen up. Here we go. Number one, you're not moving your body. Momentum, like a wave, is actually encapsulated inside of the wave itself. It's the whole ocean body, if you will, that gathers strength and movement. In the same way, our bodies are like that ocean water. We are the ones that get to create and feel the initial, wow, I think that's what I want to do with my life. And then the next secondary feeling of emotion, which is, oh my God, if I do this, it's going to be amazing. Plus even fear is in there. The third or tertiary emotions of, oh my God, am I really going to do this? Uh, Right? And like that even helps us, believe it or not, to build momentum. Fear, as I always say, does not need to go away in order for you to be successful and to keep stepping forward towards your dreams. Okay? So fear is actually a component that's going to help that wave you keep on rolling. Okay. So then 
all of this, where is it experienced? The mind is where we conceptualize. The mind is where we think about those things. But the body is actually the corpus is where we feel it. I often say the body is also where we get our consent to go forward. Without the body, we can't take action. Without the body being on board or have this partnership with mind and soul, head and heart, without that sacred partnership, we're not going to get the consent. We're not actually going to step forward, like literally take the action steps. So your body, whenever we think about embarking on the next big thing, paralysis can set in. We can start to get into the mind and overthink our steps. Overanalysis leads to paralysis. You've heard that before. So the counter of that is to actually move your body. I'm talking, go for a walk, go for a run, do your qigong, do your yoga, do your radical rituals along with me, do your embodiment practice, do your sacred rituals and your dance. Move your body to be still at a desk, staring at a piece of paper, hoping you can maintain inspiration is ridiculous. You know, you're you're bound to run out of that steam, you're bound to run out of juice, you're going to just completely fall into stagnation and worry and fear and everything that comes along with that paralysis. So if you want to just continue momentum, you've got to be moving your body more than you think. I do this, for example, multiple times throughout the day. I'll get up on my desk. Sometimes my desk is actually at standing height, but I'll also just make sure I get up about every 10 or 15 minutes, walk about the house, or I go for a walk in my backyard at noon. I'll often go around the neighborhood later in the afternoon, and I absolutely have my morning movement practice. It's a combination of vocalization, spirituality, breath work, and visualization, and and declaring out loud who I am and what I want the day to be like, okay? So like, there's a lot I do that has little to do with sitting still. Again, the reason being is I treat my body like that wave. A wave has no momentum when it's still. There's no change. There's no bringing it onto the shore. There's no crash. There's no building of momentum. There's no building of action. So where are you headed then at that point? Where are you actually going on your dreams and your goals? Nowhere. Literally, you're sitting still. So a lot of you, this very first point is going to get endorphins moving. It's going to stimulate oxygenation to tissues, to blood, to brain. All of the tremendous benefits of getting movement in, right? This is what stimulates your mind. This is what stimulates the soul. It gets us excited again, okay? So if you want to build that momentum, you want to keep that forward progress in your life, get your body moving. Okay, point number two, believe in yourself. And this is in no particular order, by the way. Believe in yourself. Yeah, duh. You're like, of course, Kim. But guess what? You probably don't. Or you don't enough. Believing in yourself, how does this relate to momentum? So many times people stop. They fall short of their dreams because they really never fully gave themselves a chance, never gave themselves a shot. How many times have you been afraid to start something because you're you're actually afraid to look like a beginner. 
And because you're afraid to look like a beginner, you never keep going. And we never really see you thrive, you shine, you never see the gifts that you can bring this world. They stay locked inside of you. Believing in yourself means you're willing to take risks. You're willing to look like a fool, to look like a beginner. You know that that's a part of the process, but you don't care. You know that you're meant to do this. This is a part of your purpose, of your passion. And you believe in yourself means that you're gentle on yourself, but you're also willing to start learning today. So let me ask you, when's the last time you learned a new skill? When's the last time you've been a beginner? When people tell me it's been a hot minute, I can usually correlate that with they don't believe in themselves. There's a lack of confidence. So like confidence is down, starting new things is down. Because there's a positive correlation where when people believe in themselves, they have confidence. It's because they did something to build the confidence. This is the competence confidence scale. It's the ratio between competence, meaning how well you can do a thing. Well, the more you can do a thing, the higher your confidence is in doing that thing. So people don't magically just believe in themselves. It actually, again, like the wave analogy, takes some action. So if you want to start building momentum and you want to sustain that momentum, you must believe in yourself that you can do it. And the way, the good news is if you don't believe in yourself right now, I hear you. I've been there. I've absolutely been there. Before I started this podcast and before I'm on YouTube, before I said I'm a manifesting and mindset women's empowerment coach, there is a long period in my life where I did not believe in myself like the way I do now. So I get it firsthand. It's not easy to do. But the great news is you can practice it. You can practice it by starting something new, being the beginner, being humble about it. Anyone who's ever achieved anything great, they've started off as a beginner. They sucked. They were embarrassing to watch. They had their teachers like pulling their hair out, like, come on, man. Like, I've been trying to teach you. Pay attention. Hello. Like, unless they're a savant, is that what it's called? A savant? When they just like know something from childhood, whatever. Like, um, you know, very few people are at that level. Everyone starts as a beginner. It's okay. Listen, get over yourself, be the beginner, learn that new skill, build your competence, and you'll build your confidence right along with it. And right along there in that zone is believing in yourself. Now you've got empowerment. Okay. And that's really what's going to help you get things through to the finish line. Okay. Third point. Third point. Eat better food. I get another like duh. And listen, a lot of common sense is not common practice. So I am coming in with the common sense today. Your body and your mind are intrinsically linked. There's a lot of data, and some of you have heard me talk about before, where what we eat tremendously affects how greatly we think challenges are going to be in our life, how risky we feel moments are or are not, which that affects if we level up, if we show up, if we even want to participate in life. Yes, it comes down to the glucose you're eating. It also comes down to going back to point number one, your cardiovascular health. So side note there, 
point one is also important that you get cardiovascular fitness in, that you're getting your heart to pump a little bit, check with your doctor, make sure you know just how much exercise you should or should not be doing. Of course, I'm not a physician, but you know, moving your body, getting that good cardiovascular pump in is super important for cognition and not believing the world is too much for you. Okay. So going along with point number three, eat better food. Hippocrates said back in the day, let thy food be thy medicine and thy medicine be thy food. I think it was in that order. Point being, what you eat is your medicine or your poison. Choice is up to you. What you eat gives you energy or it doesn't. Choice is up to you. What you eat breaks down to become the cells in your body, to become the blood and lymphatic system. You either are great food therefore being great levels of energy or your crap food being crappy levels of energy. It's really that simple. Okay. I don't think I need to keep going on that point. Just another loving reminder, eat better food. Okay. Fourth point, give yourself visual cues around the house, which remind you to keep going. All right. So here's what I mean by this. We are visual creatures. And by simply putting a visual cue around the house in high traffic areas by you, you will greatly increase the repetition of a thought. And remember, what do we know about repetition? Whatever you practice, you'll get better at. Momentum is something to be practiced. It's a skill to do. It's not something that comes easy all the time. We actually do need to build it, okay? Like the wave. It needs some mechanisms. It needs action to keep moving forward. Making sense? So what I do and what I highly, highly suggest you do is grab yourself some Post-it notes and go around the house in your high traffic areas, the refrigerator, bathroom mirrors, your desk in your office. Tape these bad boys to the horn in your steering wheel in your car and write down your why. Why is it important that you do not give up on this dream? If you can't answer that right now, you're going to give up on your dream. You're going to lose momentum. Here's what I mean by losing momentum. Let me give you an example. Because it doesn't literally mean stop. It doesn't mean like I stand still all of a sudden. It means this. Because you're not clear on why your goals, your dreams, your visions are that important that you don't stop on, someone else in your life inadvertently will make it clear why their goals are important and you'll start going on their agenda. So your momentum has stopped, but you've moved your momentum in someone else's direction. This is also why it's really important you're mindful and intentional with who you spend your time with. Who we spend our time with, we become. We become the product of our environment. That's why I always really check who I spend my time with. I've said goodbye to friends. I've said, you know, I don't talk to certain family members because attitudes and there's negativity and there's gossip and there's no forward momentum in their lives. And I just, I can't tolerate that. Like, no, like I'm, I'm moving, I'm changing, I'm growing. I, I need to hang out with other people to do that. So 
for me, it's really important that the people I hang out with are clear in their intentions and their boundaries and don't. And and because I'm clear and intentional in my boundaries, I know my why. I know how important it is that I don't stop. I will also know how important it is that I prioritize me before the needs of others. Now, if you're a mom, you probably just turned my podcast off and you're not listening to this now. (laughs) Okay. I'm not a mom, but I am a business owner. I own two businesses. I have a fur baby. I have mortgages. I have a lot going on. I'm running a book. I do yoga teacher trainings. I'm also very busy. And I'm going to tell you what, there's plenty of opportunities for everyone else's agenda to rule my day. I don't let it. That's no longer an excuse for me. The only thing that matters is that I understand my why, my mission, my purpose, and why I must, for my friends, for my partner, for my businesses, continue to live my purpose and do what makes me feel incredible every single day. Like go for walks, like go sit by the river or the lake, like do some drawings in the backyard. I'm talking hobbies as well as go to the gym and eat well and make sure I move my body and record this podcast, etc. All of these pieces are my why. I put them in my calendar. I'm getting off topic a little bit, but I'll circle it back. Stay with me, guys. I put it in my calendar because it's important to me. If I didn't have it in my calendar, it wouldn't get done, which is a sign it's not important to me, which is a sign I then don't have goals. And then it's a sign I don't know what I need to do with my life. People that are in that position, that's dangerous because if you don't know what's important to you, the world's going to certainly come in and tell you for you. And now before you know it, you are all about your friend's goals. You're all about just your children's goals. You're all about your partner. You're all about your family. And you've lost sight of you completely. And let me ask you, like, does that even sound or feel good when you hear me say that? Because some people are really in that situation. And and they're miserable. They're they're heartbreaks because they, they are so trapped. And they don't know who they are. And they don't know what to do about it. It's really sad to witness a soul who who is lost and feels fragmented. Like they're in every, like they're scattered. Do you know what I mean? But that's not you. That's not you because you're listening to this right now. If you're still with me, if you're still listening to this, you're on board. You don't want that feeling. You get it that it's not selfishness. It means that. Getting these visual cues around the house that remind you, get to the gym because you have 2 million women you want to impact by the end of next year. Eat better because you have a goal of making $200,000 this year and the sales of your product. You know, make sure you do your embodiment practices. This is, I'm reading the post it's out loud. Because if you don't, you won't get to be the best parent ever. You will miss out on connecting with your daughter or your son. You're going to miss out on connecting with the moment. If you don't, right? Like we can go both ways. Know your why. Put those visual cues around your house. Tape it to areas where you can't help but see it. Because as soon as you see it, bam, 
you're going to remember. And remembering, recalling something again and again and again is what makes people build and sustain momentum. When you remember why you must do something, not maybe or I should or I would like to, but you must, you will instantly feel energized again and you will head toward, you will take instant action, okay? That one is a really important one. I had a lot to say about that. Okay, and finally, the last, the fifth point, distractions. I love social media. I love my phone. I think it's an incredible tool for connecting with and empowering and inspiring others. I also love to be connected with and inspired by others myself. I am a consumer as well as a creator. However, I have noticed that I am way more productive I keep my momentum throughout the day when my phone right here is behind my laptop. I out of sight is out of mind, baby. And listen, I just want to drop a little bit of research in here um, that when I was doing my graduate work, I remember reading about. There are some researchers that um, measured uh, after people had a conversation, they they took them aside and said, hey, what'd you think about the other person? How would you rate them? Were they cold and standoffish? Or were they warm and loving? Did you like them? And what they did is they were, they, the, the participants were thinking they were just looking at body language, but really the experimenters were measuring how they felt about each other, those in the conversation, in relationship to whether or not a cell phone was present and to what degree it was present. So let me give you the the rundown. So in the first situation, the cell phones were right on the table and they were face up or maybe even in the people's hands. They were like, hold on to your cell phones and go ahead and have a conversation. Okay. And then in the next group, two people talking, it was don't hold on to your phone, just put your phone on the table. Okay. And then in the third group, the two people having a conversation, it was okay, put your phone, one phone on the table, the other person's phone in your pocket. And then in the last experiment, it was no phones on the table at all, no technology, just two human beings. Guess which experiment environment created the most warm, loving response? The last one. Did you guess correctly? You're right. The environment in which the cell phone was not just out of the table or slid over face down, but was completely missing, that the two human beings were actually able to feel love and compassionate intimacy flow. I remember this with everything I do, whether I'm writing content, I'm making, um, you know, a a video, whether I'm drafting up ideas, getting creative for my next projects, while I'm coaching someone, um, I will hide my phone and get it right out of sight, out of mind, because I know and based off that experiment, the amount of love that I want to convey for myself and others, it needs to be present. I want it to be present in my work because love encourages me. It keeps that spark there. It, it keeps the empathy there. It makes me think about you, the person listening and watching this right now, listening either to the podcast or watching this on YouTube. Like I'm thinking about you and your life. I'm thinking about you sitting here right now and what you're going through in your day and how much you have on your plate and how much dreams that you have inside of you that you're like, I just need to get it out, Kim. How do I do it? How do I do it? And like, and the frustration with family sometimes and the frustration with your lives and your health. And, and like, I see you on this roller coaster and I'm like, man, 
let's not add to it. I want to be completely present with you right now so that you can really feel my intention and that you get the most out of me. I add the most value when I am not distracted. So where in your life can you bring more value in, more momentum, more actions that that demonstrate value by being more present, which means really not allowing yourself to be distracted? So hide that cell phone. Another skill is to block off time on your calendar where no one can make meetings with you, where no one can get a hold of you, and then you do your creative work then, okay? So that's going to limit the amount of distractions as well, all right? There we go. Tips one through five. So one, move your body. Two, believe in yourself. Three, eat better food. Four, visual cues around the house to remind you of your why. And five, let go, get rid of those distractions. All five of these tips are greatly going to help you not only build momentum, but sustain it so that you can quickly go after and achieve success in your life, love in your life, joy in your life today. If this video, if this podcast resonated with you and definitely helped, I'd love to know, get a hold of me guys, but definitely underneath this video on the YouTube channel, let me know what you think. What was your biggest takeaway? How do you plan on applying this? One, two, three, four, five. Which was your favorite? Um, and, and, and let me know how it goes when you use this. I love hearing from you guys. Love you so much. Thank you for being here. And I will be with you.